Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. We are here to talk about the tales of the Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently Sarah wants to talk about news today. How are you today, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm excited to talk about news, finally. I was going to say, what do you mean apparently I want to talk about news? Last time you we were like, we're just going to skip news. I was like... Okay, let's skip news. There was like barely anything. No, there there was plenty, but you, there it was plentitudinous, and you just uh, wanted to skip it. That's fine. So, do you want to skip it? Why why don't we just make a tradition of skipping news? (laughs) Just kidding. Let's talk about news. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Mando is slated for March first. Yeah, season three. That is. Yeah. It's it's soon. Three three months. I, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess exactly three months from when this is recorded, December first to March first. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good. Um, when does Bad Batch start? It, it's in. Early January, will we be able to finish Bad Batch before we get to Mando is my question. Mm, I don't know. I guess it's going to depend on how many episodes they put in Bad Batch. I'm assuming it's going to be like 10. Right. Um, I don't think we will. I think they're going to... Oh, I, I think I think Bad Batch had more than 10, didn't it? I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just arbitrarily picking a number because... Hmm. Real, even if it starts middle of January, that's only roughly six weeks. Even if you do a two-episode se- two season premiere. Uh, season two coming December, to Disney January 4th. Oh, that early. Yeah, I said early January. For some reason, cool. I thought it was later. It's cool if you didn't believe me. That's fine. I just thought it was like coming like closer to mid to late January. There are no problems, no issues with mm-hmm. you not believing me. I'm trying to see how many, uh, there are actually huge issues with it. I'm trying Sorry. to see how many episodes there were. Let's see. From season one? Yeah, 16. So, if you do, maybe they're going to release two episodes a week. Or maybe, um, maybe they don't care and they'll just one. let it overlap. I think they just let it overlap, frankly. I mean, it's it's got a lot of different people. Like, the the thing that always, has always made me, I don't know, I don't know if cringe, that's probably too strong of a word, but I've never understood why, like, some adults are just like, no, it's animated, it's for kids. Right. Like, and, and they won't try it. And Like, my dad is just like, oh, it's animated, I'm out. Like, he won't watch it. He just won't. And... It's so weird. Like he's not like that toxic masculine, toxic masculine guy where he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't want to get get into all of that. I just mm-hmm. like he's not the guy who's who's like, oh man, I'm too macho for this. I'm too cool for the like. But but animated shows, he's out. He's gone. Even if it's you know like an adult theme show like Family Guy or something like that, like right. he just won't. He, he refuses, and you know. No real shade on him. I, I just never understood why people have that. And but there's Bad Batch just 
will suffer from that in terms of viewership. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I think it's just like a stereotypical like thing where Saturday morning cartoons and like that's what kids watched, right? And like all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's just kind of that correlation. Um mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because like you said, there's so many other cartoons that are aimed specifically at adults. Yeah. So no. Bad Batch is good though. It's definitely definitely not just for kids. Yeah, I I have really liked Bad Batch a lot. Um yeah, next next year has a lot of really good Star Wars shows. Well, at least like a lot of good potential Star Wars shows cuz uh Bad Batch is is fun and it's got a lot of good moments. My boys super like Bad Batch. They're really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um and then after that, obviously, Mando season three, which, I mean, in in a lot of ways, that's that's like the main storyline in Star Wars right now because yeah. there's no there's no movie going on, there's no movie series, and so like you know, it's it's well produced. Like I I don't think it's as good as like all the other Star Wars fans. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, Mando! Like this is the best thing ever. I think I think it's pretty dang good. I just um. There's like filler episodes sometimes, and there's you know just weirdness, but whatever. It, it's it's good, um, but then it, like the one I'm the most hyped about next year is Ahsoka. Yeah, me too. And that is that supposed to be spring? I really don't know. I don't think they've said. Yeah, I mean, three. It's all variable. It's fine. Um, I don't even know if they're done filming it, to be honest. Uh, but but that's like, you know, Rebel Season 5 in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's very true. That one's going to be really great. I, I, I hope it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Mando, March 1st, which is great timing. I'll probably watch the first two episodes and then be behind. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Maybe I won't be behind, but we'll see. Oh, I get it. I mean, even if you're stationary, if you're just sitting there, you're still going to be busy. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that'll be fine, though. I'm actually kind of relieved. Uh, This sounds bad, but I'm kind of relieved that it's Mando in March and not Ahsoka. Mm. Is that... Yeah. Does that sort of make sense? Totally. Oh, I mean, yeah, if I had to choose one to miss, mm-hmm. not that I would ever want to miss Mando, but I would choose to miss Mando about instantly if if I had to choose between it and Ahsoka because Right. To me there's I I realize that maybe Ahsoka won't be as good as Mando. I it, who knows? Who knows? But this is the story I've wanted forever, and it's it's written by Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. and like it. Every time Dave Filoni's done something, I've basically approved on every level. So right, yeah. So I I feel like Ahsoka's just so well hyped for next year. Um, that and like I will watch Mandalorian. I just will. I might be behind, but. I'll still watch it. 
Yeah. And then let's see, next year we'll also get the Acolyte, I think is what they were yes. saying. Yes, that's right. And maybe Skeleton Crew. Are we... <sighs> Remind me which one Skeleton Crew is again. It's the one with... Uh, it's a bunch of kids and mm. like Jude Law, I think, is the one adult. And they all crash land somewhere and it's the story of what they do once they're crashed weren't we i can't remember the name of it weren't we supposed to get one um it looked like it was like the tale of like a rebel fighter pilot um or rebel pilot and it was um the director from wonder woman i can't remember her name now i'm totally blanking on it patty jenkins Oh, she she was supposed to direct Rogue uh, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron, I think. We're not getting that next year. Oh no, no that that one might never happen. Actually, that one is very very questionable of, of whether it's going to happen at all. Well, that just makes me sad. Me too, on some levels. I, I don't know if she was saying if she wanted to do like an original story and it was, it was going to be Rogue Squad. And I mean, I just, Rogue Squadron to me are the X-Wing books from Legend back mm-hmm. in the day, at like Star Wars Legends. And, you know, like that's that's where my second son got his name, actually. It was from that series. And I'm like, if, if they don't have Corrin Horn as a main character in it, mm-hmm. I don't know if I care about that movie like i don't know if i want to see it i mean it's star wars so we'll see it but i i might not want to i wonder if they if they would do that though because in kenobi they had um that that boy that was trying to get off the planet that was getting scant like the the fake yeah. jedi was, was he was credited as corin mm-hmm. so Anyway, that doesn't mean that their movie about Rogue Squad, like they, I know that for a while, like they didn't have the story written, but I know that for a while they were kicking around the idea of Rogue Squadron being a resistance, ah, like, like, like it would be like a movie set in the sequel trilogy time period, right? And and I was like, that's so dumb. I hate that immediately, (laughs) instantly, instantly hate it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'd I'd be that guy. I'd I'd be like making YouTube videos, and I'd be like, "Everyone, go to Rotten Tomatoes and do a oh, no. like a fake review." You know, mm-hmm. zero stars. This movie looks dumb, but I didn't watch it. No, don't don't be that guy. So lately, it's been funny. Like my feed has been uh, has been giving me these uh, articles about Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or about sorry, Rings of Power, and. Uh, like tons of people are saying like I realize like there, there's like this whole funny weird like cautious counter movement because everyone has this perception that no one sees as clearly as me clearly I, I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm making fun of myself but you know like I've been ranting about this stupid thing where people just go and you know uh, just downvote something just because they're following a content creator or whatever and so uh that's led this it's led a ton of people to just assume that the movie got or that the show got really bad ratings right and and so i see all of these articles titled like 
I realized that the reviews weren't good at all, but here's why I kind of actually liked it. Like, right. You know, here's my here's my crazy take. I actually thought it was okay. You know, like like people mm-hmm. think they're being edgy. You know, like oh look at me, I'm <laughs> going against the I, grain. Yeah, like I'm I'm so crazy for liking this thing that was very very likable to almost everyone who actually gave it a chance. Right. Oh man, that's so that's so bad. Yeah, I, I like I. I want, I want to, it's like, even if I didn't like it, I'd want to say that I liked it just to like spite those idiots. <laughs> that sounds like something you would do. Yeah. I, I just like, I, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't end well for anyone. Oh man. <laughs> um, Speaking of Rings of Power, the other piece of news that we can talk about is they recast for season two. Uh, so they cast a whole bunch of new people. Like, there's tons of new people coming into season two. But Adar, so the dark elf that's leading the um, orcs, he is played in season one by Joseph Maul. And they recast him. So he's it's going to be Sam Hazeldean. I don't know if I said that right. But he's going to be in Rings of Power instead. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm just more curious why. Like, was it a scheduling thing? Was it a, like, what what's going on? Because if it was a scheduling thing, you you would think there would be something said along those lines, and no one's really said anything. Do you ever wonder if actors, like, see what their fate is in the show or mm-hmm. how they're written, and they hate it so much that they have to make something up? Mm. to to like excuse themselves to like man really you're gonna have me die like that like that is an embarrassing ignominious death like that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard and i'm out it wouldn't shock me um so but like that's the thing is people are like is he going to because he put out a statement on twitter about it um which was like your stereotypical like it was great to work here. Yeah. But, I'll be watching from the side. I'll be watching from the sidelines. Yeah. He doesn't even mention circumstances. He's like, just watching from the sidelines, rooting you for the cast and crew and like kind of thing. Like a very uh, not burning any bridges type of post. Yeah. Um, but then it makes you wonder, you're like, is it, was it your choice? Was it their choice? Like what, what happened? Was it, was it a scheduling right. conflict? Um, Do they decide to treat your character like staring guys? Well, so the things that I, I, so I was reading a couple of things today about it. And obviously it's everyone speculating because no one's actually confirmed it. But the, the main threads I saw, there were two main threads. One was either he is reprising his role as Benjamin Stark in the possible Snow spinoff series. Um, oh, yeah. Which... I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Who's Benjamin Stark? Uh, he's he in the he's in, he's in the he, show. He's in the show. He is he is like there. He's the Starks. So like um, Jon Snow, um, mm-hmm. like all of them. He's like their uncle that went to the wall and was 
he's been north of the wall forever and was banished and okay all right yeah i remember that that character okay um it's been a while since i've read him yeah and they haven't seen him in i don't even know how long um but he was in the show he was in the show for like a handful of episodes um oh and that was adar and yeah and that was it was the same actor (laughs) (laughs) that was adar um yeah so that that was one of the things that i was reading and then another thing i was reading was pretty much kind of what you were saying was that he wasn't happy with how the show played out how the role went and decided to to leave Uh. um so i'm i don't know if we will ever know Oh, we probably won't. I mean, unless it comes up again. So, at some like these things, sometimes people just don't let things go. Like yeah. they're like, "I'm gonna be classy," and then they do the classy thing, and then they realize that what they had really wanted in life was to be dramatic. So then they do the and, dramatic thing, and then they find well, or or they it, they do the they're like okay they do the mature thing because they have like momentum for it and that's good for their career and everyone's telling them okay if you're gonna leave you got to do you know and then and then at some point they get drunk and they go to a bar and they're just like you know what that show freaking sucked (laughs) do you realize like the 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 director did this Mm -hmm. you know that they were gonna have me do like they were they were gonna have me I, I don't know. It, it was. It's just a funny. Yeah. Uh. Uh. uh like. Yeah. The, these things happen. It, I don't really care. But it's funny. So I went to a comedy show a couple months ago, and one of the openers, one of the opening comedians, used to be a writer for it for How I Met Your Father, the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. Um, and then he, oh, I had no idea there was a spinoff. Yeah, there's a spinoff on. I think it's Hulu in the states. I think oh, it's Hulu, Hulu can Hulu can go suck it. It costs <laughs> so much. Um, but anyway, so he used to be a writer there, and then something happened. I don't mm-hmm. remember the whole story, but he no longer he ended up getting fired and no longer works for them, and he's obviously touring, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but he goes on this whole rant about the show and about the writing and the work experience there. And it's exactly what you said. It's almost like he's drunk in a bar just ranting. And then he just spoils what the ending is for the whole series. Like, who the father is. And he's like, you want to know who the father is? And he just spoils it. And he's like, what are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> so, it's I mean, a, it's a if similar he's, he's got an If he's got an NDA, then they're totally going to sue him. <laughs> You know, potentially. I mean, I would assume he doesn't have an NDA. If he's, yeah, or if he's, he's blabbing it. Or maybe that's not the real ending. I will say, or yeah, that I was like, I haven't watched it. And I was so intrigued by this story and him spoiling who the father was that I almost wanted to start it just to see if. They hinted at who the father was through the episodes so that I could see if they were pointing in the direction that he said. Neil Patrick Herricks makes How I Met Your Mother awesome. And yes. if you if he's not in How I Met Your Father, then I don't think I'm interested. I don't think he is. Well. well so, there's your answer. I'm not interested then. Um, surprise. 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 Okay, so we've got Mando season three, Adar's getting recast, 
And surprise, surprise, there is no Wheel of Time season two date. Yeah, you've you've decided to continue that storyline. It's it's um mm-hmm. interesting how fixated you are on it. I think I'm at the point I was thinking about this today because I obviously I was like I'm gonna double check like maybe and even though I'm sure I would have heard but um it honestly just makes me wonder at this point like what are you doing at like what is Amazon Prime doing like why why so like what's what is happening because filming finished forever ago like nine months ago filming wrapped up. No, it's not nine months ago. There's We're no into way. December. It wrapped up in March or April. Okay, I, I don't believe that, but okay. It's been almost nine months that it wrapped. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll say almost. That's a good. It's a good catch-all. So, it's it's been a while. You're right. And so post production, they might have issues, or there might maybe they're trying to do reshoots. I mean. No, everything's done. There's no reshooting happening, apparently. Well, then who knows? That's why I'm kind of like, what, like, what's going on? Why don't you just give a date? I think they want to be cautious about when it's released versus like, because it's like a direct uh, rival to Wheel of Time or to uh, to Wheel of of Time to Rings of Power, yeah. For sure. Um, and they're obviously juggling that. They're juggling Carnival Row mm-hmm. and some other show. I can't remember. There's another show that they've got that they're juggling. But it's like, it, it, you know, rough, you, you know, when Carnival Row is happening, you know, when Wheel of Time or when Rings of Power was happening. Um, mm-hmm. You can juggle the schedule now like you can make the puzzle pieces fit it's just i I think that's what i'm intrigued by is i'm like why can you not figure this out oh you seem angry not intrigued well i'm just more like what are you doing like yeah i want to know too and maybe it's magic maybe we'll get a third season like, we'll get back-to-back seasons. Well, I'm like, that's the other thing. They've already been renewed for season three. Yeah. So it's it's even more of a, like, what are you doing? Just tell us what's going on. Yeah. Watch season two just not live up to any hype whatsoever, and I'll just be sad because I've been looking for it this whole time. Well, yeah, season one was so sketchy for me in terms of like my <laughs> excitement levels that I, I'm just like, I kind of don't want it to be really like I do. I'll I'll watch it. I will. But I will cringe all the way up to it. And then hopefully I'll like it. But if it's like season one, there will be a lot that I'm like, I don't don't do that. Don't stop. Back, back off, back. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. I think that's all the news. Oh, yeah. If you say so, let's let's move on. Oh, um. so people, mm-hmm. we're actually thinking of next week. Oh, yeah. Doing Willow as the show. And we realized that no one ever listens to this and then talks on Discord to us. But, you know, that's actually a hyperbole that that, that happens. Some, some people do. But 
is Willow something anyone strongly objects to or would be interested in as mm-hmm. opposed to any other nerd centric show? Uh, we'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts are. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I've never watched Willow, like the movie, the original movie. Oh. All right, so are you going to watch the, would you watch the show or the movie first and then the show? Do you have enough time? Yeah. I could, I could maybe find time to watch the movie again as well. It's been a while. I just, I'm wondering, like, do I need to watch the movie first? Can I dive in blindly here? Will I be completely lost? I mean, it's one movie from the 80s. Like, the... I want to spoil certain things, but I won't. Fair. All right. I, well. It, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll see. I... Maybe I'll watch it. It's on Disney Plus, so I can yeah. pull it up one day. I think it's worthwhile to like. It's not. It's not like it's a nine movie series that you have to watch the whole thing just to understand what's happening in the show. Right. You know, it's like for Star Wars, it it would be a little bit tricky, a little daunting if it if it was like, okay, I kind of want to get into Star Wars, so I can watch this Mandalorian show that everyone's been talking about, but. Do I have to watch like all nine of the Skywalker saga movies and Solo and Rogue One and all the different shows that mm-hmm. lead up to it? You know, like Kenobi and uh, you know, like the animated shows. Or, like, there's so much Star Wars, really. Like Willow's, like watch one movie, right, and then watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's fair. It's super fair. So, uh, you want to talk about uh, the the what's it called? Tales of the, the stuff. Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, they don't even have that tales. One? Like most of them are, most of them are not like animals, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have tails. Um, where where do you want? How do you want to do this? Because they don't really like they don't go in order, right? So, how... why don't we just take one character's arc and then the other all right who do you want to start with i'll let you choose actually okay let's start with dooku first your least favorite correct okay <laughs> Just I, I i actually like the ahsoka one better as well mm-hmm. i i liked i liked dooku a lot though so lots to talk about yeah like i, I didn't mind his his uh episodes i just thought ahsoka's were more fun so that's fine. Okay, so first off, you watched the you watched the Dooku ones and you were like the the first time you watched them, mm-hmm. you were so underwhelmed. You were like, no, like I didn't I don't remember it, but you didn't remember anything about I it. But you were very nothing. anyways. Right? I remember nothing from it. Right. Well, you were like no, they weren't good and then you didn't have any like reasons for it. So, uh you watched them again. Yeah. And I'm not saying you loved them or anything. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. In fact, I want to know. Wait. Did you, did you like them better? This like were you was because your first impression was like mm-hmm. no they sucked. Like, you we have we have recordings we have it recorded where you were like no like it's as, you were saying like something was as bad as the Dooku episodes and stuff like you you were like dissing on them hard. I will say I so. First of all, I watched them the first time 
And I remember Yaddle from the Dooku episodes. So, yeah, okay. so that, that just, stuck. You just lied. Okay. That Yaddle. stuck. But that that was it. Um No, I think I think they were good. It was it was interesting to me to see more of his like I guess it's not I don't even really know if you can call it his start, but like Maybe more like the start of his his well, descent. We, we got a well, yeah. Like they kind of like were treading some weird ground where you know they have like the canon, you know, like audio drama book that mm-hmm. is really hard to follow. But like that, that kind of details a lot of his path to get to the dark side. And yeah, so this was just like a couple, I mean, tales, a couple stories that. You know, like kind of were like, hey, here's some snapshots of him progressing mm-hmm. toward it, and yeah, like it, you you didn't see any like you you just saw more evidence of why he would turn to the dark side, I guess. Right. I thought it was interesting too that they seemed to show it based off of. It's almost like he felt like he was doing justice for people, like, like. He can like the people are complaining about the senator, right? Like in that episode where the senator's son is sure. is kid, kidnapped or missing or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're complaining about the senator, and and then it it's almost like he thinks he's doing a greater justice, like for the greater good type of thing, to, and then he realizes that it's not that, and it's like I, I'm trying to figure. It's almost like a like kind of acting a little bit in a savior manner. Like that's how I was sort of that was the vibe I was kind of getting from it. Not necessarily that he was viewing himself that way, but it was interesting to me that it was in that sort of area, I guess. Am I making sense? Uh so uh, it's like he was he had confused um objectives or something like he 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 wasn't quite sure how to it was like he was developing an ideal but Mm -hmm. he didn't really know how to follow it yeah and and it was like like you you know that this is the jedi way of doing things and he was like well why would i do it that way if this actually gives the outcome to help people but that would be like the wrong way about going about going about things Right. Well, he kind of loses control as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. It's like he starts tampering with the dark side and doesn't really know. He doesn't understand the full nature of it yet. Right. And doesn't realize that he is losing control, and that will just get more and more, or be the case more and more. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we instead of like why don't we why don't we go like in broad strokes, and then we can talk about e- briefly about each episode. Okay. Um, so what what did you like about the Dooku ones the most? What was your favorite thing about the Dooku episodes? Mm, I think, you know what? I think I did like that it started by showing him, like, clearly working as a Jedi. Like, you had Qui-Gon there, you had Mace there. Like, just overall, like, you could see that that was where he started. And I think that is... So I, I knew that because I've listened to the... Um, Dooku audiobook and I think probably a good mm-hmm. majority of 
more Star Wars fans would know that he started as a Jedi and then went to Sith. Um, I mean, they they talk about it in the movies, so right. Like it's pretty, it's pretty solidly established. Not that I would assume that all casual fans know things about that, but most casual fans probably don't watch the show anyways. But go ahead. Right, but um, I kind of like that they showed that for people who maybe don't know that. Um, well, yeah, I guess I guess you're right about that. Like, what do what context do we always see him in if we watch him in any medium? Yeah, he's we all- see him as a separatist. Right. He's always the quote-unquote bad guy. The Sith separatist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I did really enjoy that. I don't yeah, know... Yeah, I love that. Like, in terms of each, like, episodic story, like like you said, it was like snippets, right? So they weren't necessarily... I mean, they were kind of tied together, but they weren't super tied closely together. Um, so I don't know if I would have, like, a favorite... Well, that's a lie. I think I, d- I think I did like his last episode the most. I think probably most people liked his last episode the most. Um, yeah, I don't know which one I liked the most. Actually, uh, no. they were all they all had some really good stuff. In, in fact, like they, I thought they were all really solid. In, in fact, like I don't know, I I just really liked them. But this is about what you liked, so. <laughs> I was just going to say, so, well, what did you like about them? I mean, there's so much, honestly. So first off, yeah, the last episode was great because we got a little bit of closure about Yaddle, about mm-hmm. what happened to her. Because that's always just been, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We never knew what happened to Yaddle. Like, she's on the Jedi Council. She's sitting there. And then, you know, she's part of Yoda's race. And, you know, they have a couple random stories that you could, that, you know, they've told that are canon about her doing random Yoda-ish things, sort of. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. Like, that, she just kind of disappears into canon. And so, like, I, I don't know that they knew, honestly, what happened to her until they were like, oh, hey, let's, like, let's let's close the door on, you know... Right, let's let's write this in and, and give it a little bit of closure. Right. I mean I've always thought it was funny, like, you know, people saying like Yoda clapping them cheeks about uh him and Yaddle, and that's where Grogu came from. Mm-hmm. You know, but whatever. The like uh, who and who knows, that that's still maybe possible. Maybe, probably not, but um I, so I like that. I, I, the, there's so many cool, like little little details though. Like her accent was totally different than Yoda's, which mm-hmm. implies which implies like they probably grew up somewhere different. Like they probably didn't grow up on the same planet. In yeah. fact, like they might be the same race, but the race that they live in, like that they came from, might not. Like who knows? Maybe they just like get babies and just drop them off somewhere. Well. That's actually a really good point because I did notice that when she, when she started speaking, I was like, "Oh, she doesn't speak in the same manner that Yoda speaks in." Yeah, uh, so I I really like that. I think other things that I really liked. So, um, you know, we could talk about this maybe a little bit more uh, when we get to it. Like, I, I loved seeing him with uh with his Qui Gon. Yeah. He- like watching him with Qui-Gon in the first episode and in the third one um, mm-hmm. and how their, their interactions changed. I loved seeing him with a blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I really liked seeing him with Mace and the, getting the glimpse of what Mace was doing and uh, why he was, um, I don't know, like like Mace actually defends him in episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like he's an he's a political idealist. It's not he's still like he used to be a Jedi. It's not in his nature to try to assassinate you. Like what he wouldn't do that, right? You know. Um, I just I just love the the all the different points that they like all these different little key p- points that they they kind of supported. Um, when he goes in and deletes Camino from the archives, and mm-hmm. then immediately talks to the to the old grumpy lady. I forget what her name is, the librarian lady. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember. And, well, and she's talking to him pleasantly, and then a little you know years later. Obi-Wan comes up and he's like well what about this thing and like she had just talked to the guy who deleted him you know a while ago uh, so I, I don't know it's just all the interconnectivity stuff is to me real neat um you know like maybe it's a little bit of fan service but I just thought it was fun to see a couple little snapshots of his journey toward the dark side mm-hmm. and and the the role he played in, as you know kind of uh, you know, he was always kind of a rogue Jedi, mm-hmm. and I I liked to see that as well. Yeah, um, I think you need like a. I think it it's safe to have a little bit of fan service and stuff like this. Well, people say fan service is bad. I, I'm I'm like I, it can't be the point, right? Like you me. can be completely over the top with it, or you can have like little things sprinkled in that, right? Add little like it's like little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Well, well, like the point of the second episode, for instance, of Dooku was was like you wanted to, uh, they wanted to show us, uh, you know, a, another sign of how he is growing more and more disillusioned with the way, um, the way the whole system works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point wasn't to have him hang out with Mace Windu. Like it, adding Mace Windu was like a cool little addition to it. But if they had made that the main focus. The story wouldn't have been as strong. Right. Because you'd be distracted from what's going on with Dooku's storyline and focus on like, why is Mace here? And like, what's going on? And Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So what What did you, it, what, if anything, did you dislike most about, about the Dooku? Um, I think I would have just had it be more... Like, of a seamless... I mean, it, it was still pretty connected between the three episodes, but I think it would have been... I, I I would have liked more of, like, a continuation type of story. Like, picking up kind of where one episode leaves off and, and carrying on from there. Um, sure. Well, yeah, it's like he had his Padawan, and then the next time he didn't have... Like, they were just, yeah. like... Rent- some Jedi doing their job and who knows how many years have passed. And then the right. next one, the next one, he's dark side and who knows how many years have passed. Right. So you're kind of like, okay, well, what's happened in between that? Like, cause these can't be the only snippets of things that have happened to you to make you go towards the dark side. So what else has been happening? Right. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, yeah. You're right. They weren't very well connected. I I will agree with that. And like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like a preference that I would have had. I still think overall they were connected by the thread of it being about Dooku 
and going to him going towards the dark side. And you can see that thread weaving through all three of them. They're just spaced out more than I would like. Yeah. No, I, and honestly, like, there was a lot of times that it, it was questionable, like, what... Okay, so for instance, they, in the show, they don't really, like, they kind of maybe imply just a little bit that he was on the Jedi Council. Right. Uh, but but he was on the Jedi Council, actually. And, like, he was a master eventually, after Mace, obviously. But he, um, they kind of imply that maybe, because he's... The, you know, Yaddle's like, well, everyone's going to to Naboo to mourn uh, Qui-Gon. And he's mm -hmm. like, I doubt I'd be good company. Uh, you know, uh, it kind of implying that he has an invitation because he's a master. Right. Okay. I see what you mean. But but they don't actually explicitly say that. And it would have been, like, I don't think it would have hurt anything. I, I like subtlety. I enjoy subtlety when, uh, you know, it's something that you can actually infer. But if if you haven't read the or listened to the the audio drama, which is mm -hmm. frankly like, unless you have a bunch of spare time and you're just like a huge Star Wars fan, like I wouldn't really necessarily like recommend that right. like a ton. Anyways, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't expect even even like most pretty strong fans to to do like you just don't expect people to have that source material. And and then if you don't then you just totally miss the context of he was a master. But but like no other material says that he was a master other than that drama thing. Right. That that book. Audio the book. book. The audio book, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not being that clear apparently, sorry. Uh but but yeah, like <laughs> no, nothing I, I'm being as unclear as they were. <laughs> Fair. So yeah, I would have liked to have some sort of indicator that he was on the council uh, you know like just a little couple couple little things like that okay that that's fair um <laughs> i kept because of the game you and i play i kept expecting him with his lightsaber to like dance up and down and mm -hmm. hit someone and then back and then go back and hit him <laughs> again and then they would be stunned yeah <laughs> yeah uh, well, and like that's the other thing too. The first episode of his arc, it took me a second to realize that was Dooku, and I was like, "Oh, like that's him." Okay, we're we're good. We can follow along. Um, mm -hmm. But because they do a really good job of making um, like Qui Gon look like Qui Gon and Mace look like like the actors that played them in the live action movies, and I didn't think Dooku looked like himself. Well, I think the hair color is a really big deal for him, yeah. especially because he's, uh, you know, and and it's a different hairstyle as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, when when he's a separatist, when he's the older version that we all know um, better, he's got like a more militaristic kind of uh, close cut thing. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, like he had a more I don't know if it's stylish, but yeah, he had more hair certainly. Right. Yeah, it, it just kind of like threw me at first, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Now that I know who you are, we're we're good. But yeah, I thought it. I thought it was uh, okay. So, all right, uh, let's go. Let's go over the specific, uh, the specific shows, if you want. Mm -hmm, the episodes. Okay, so the first one, mm -hmm. Justice. 
Uh, two Jedi are dispatched to resolve a hostage situation on a distant planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this one had young Qui-Gon in it, which I just thought was so neat. Yeah, I did like like getting to see that. I actually liked this one. I think this one and the last one were probably the strongest ones for me. Um and I think it had to do with the fact that, like, you really got to see Dooku more in that Jedi role, right? And he's there with Qui-Gon, and they're doing all their mm-hmm. their Jedi stuff. And um, it, it was interesting just, to, like, to see him, too, like, as the, like, mentor, right? Because he's, Qui-Gon's his apprentice, or his Padawan, right. sorry. I shouldn't say apprentice. Apprentice is fine, I think. Whenever I th- whenever I I like think of it, I always think apprentice for dark side. Sure, I mean that's I guess what they use. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. So, how dare you? <laughs> um, yeah. So what? So d- did you like this one specifically because Qui Gon was in it with him? Yeah. So. I think the thing I liked most about it, it, like, we get to see that Dooku really is idealistic. You can tell that he cares about the situation, about the people mm-hmm. in it, and he doesn't know how to deal with that. Like, he, he's like, yeah, he's he's effective, and, you know, they talk to the people, and he clearly wants the people to, you know, be okay, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, you know, the senator's son. I, I thought it was inter- an interesting curveball that the senator and that the senator's son actually turned out to be like almost decent people, kind of, you know, right. the son especially. Um, but, uh, you know, I liked how unyielding un, uh, they were as well. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We're going to protect them. Right. Yeah, it was just a good... I think it was a good start for... it. Was It was the proper way to start his episodes yeah so i i think that the thing i i actually so you said you like the first and the third the best and i think mm-hmm. i am similar there as well i think the thing i that that's the most interesting to me was watching him interact with qui-gon mm-hmm. and uh in this one and qui-gon at this point like you could tell he's he's pretty well versed like he's he's like kind of close-ish to becoming a full jedi but he's uh he know he sees his master like force choking the guy yeah and he immediately he's like oh man okay I, I here's how i can stop him like he already has a plan in place because he knows what it, you know his master might do mm-hmm. and then you can see in the third episode the, the like Okay, so in, in episode two, which is which happens after uh, all of these, in episode two, you see the 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 discussion between Dooku and Obi Wan. Okay. You know, Obi Wan's a prisoner, and Obi Wan he's he's like, uh, or Dooku says, "I wish Qui Gon was here now. I could use his help." And Obi Wan's like, "Qui Gon Jinn would never join you," and he's like, "Oh, I think he would." Right, but, but then. But it's like he does, he's like self-deluded because 
you can see the wariness in Qui-Gon in the first episode of this, mm-hmm. of Tales of the Jedi. And then in the third one, you can see, like, he's he seems pretty wary mm-hmm. when he discusses, talks to Dooku. Like, he's not warm. He's not, like, right. Dooku clearly cares about him, but he's clearly like, I kind of want to, like, not talk to you anymore. Yeah, he wants to distance himself. That's a really good point. Um, and I like that you brought it back to, like, like how it connects to Dooku even further on, like, like once you get to those prequels into episode two and stuff, like you were saying, like that's that's really good because then it it really changes. It almost changes the tone of that episode or of that scene from from that movie. Sorry. Right. Oh, well, yeah. I I like. I really like that and. One of my favorite things, and it's funny, like, my boys are super obsessed with it, too. Uh, probably just because I've talked about it a few times. But, but like, the the Padawan tree, sort of, um, that, that has happened, that happens throughout Star Wars, of, like, Yoda has a lot of explaining to do. Because Yoda trained Dooku. Mm-hmm. Dooku trained Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan trained uh, Anakin. Ooh, it's like a pattern there. Well, it's it's this whole tree. Like yeah. Yoda eventually is res- kind of in a way responsible for Anakin. And like uh, in that whole chain, mm-hmm. two of two of those guys became the next two Sith lords. Right. Yikes. Like what like, went wrong? All right, Yoda. Yeah, like you had nine hundred years, Yoda. What what's going on, bud? Like oh, um. <laughs> That's, that's kind of funny when you think about it that way, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, you know, that that whole tree of, of you know, like that people do that with, with like NBA coaches. Right. And stuff too of, of you know, you have a really legendary coach and then he has a bunch of assistants. And because that coach is so good, then they, 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 then all the other teams think that there's his assistant coaches have been taught so well mm-hmm. that they hire the assistant coaches to be mini versions of the coach. And, and then, you know, sometimes they're successful and then they get their own little branch and they get, you know, but, but people are like, oh yeah, like <laughs> all the branches on that, on that coach's tree are just totally dead. Like none of his assistant coaches were actually worth a damn. Right. You know, he was good, but I don't know. It's just, it's funny how people like that interconnectivity of, you know, who teaches who and mm-hmm. now it's, you know, I, I hope that my teachers aren't blamed too much for my lack of knowledge. <laughs> and their their own tree. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, is there anything in episode other... I shouldn't say episode one. In the first Dooku episode that you wanted to point out? Not necessarily. I, I do. I will say that I like these glimpses mm-hmm. of things that happen before episode one. Like it predates the it predates everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we've seen canon wise. And it's it's just kind of fun to see that. Yeah, so. it is. Because we don't we don't get to see this. I, I don't think pretty much. I'm trying Ever. to think if there is anything else. There isn't anything else. Right. That predates it. Not really. Like Acolyte will do that. I mm-hmm. think that that'll be a couple hundred years prior. But but yeah, for the most part, no. No, uh, we don't. We don't have anything. Okay, so what is the the second Dooku episode then? 
what was that one called? Okay, so the next the, the next one was called Choices, uh, and it's mm-hmm. Jedi Knights investigate the mysterious death of one of their own, and that's the one with Qui- or sorry, with Dooku and Mace. Mm-hmm. And Mace is like, we got to do everything by the book, right? And they're arriving and looking at looking at everything. All right. So, did you feel like this was an authentic or like realistic take on young Mace? Um, I don't think I don't know. Actually, I don't think it was. He felt much more, uh, like contained within a box almost. And Mace, like, to me, has always felt more erratic for a Jedi. Erratic's probably the wrong word, but... No, I'm right there with you, though. Like, he he was very, he's like, we have to follow the rules, the rules, the rules, you know? And Mace, to me, has always seemed like a Jedi that, like, yeah, follows the Jedi rules, but kind of does it to the beat of his own drum and, like, knows how to toe the line sort of thing. Yeah, well, so in the old lore, the purple lightsaber, mm-hmm. you know, and that this happened after the after he they showed his purple lightsaber, but like the the idea was it's it's like a a Jedi who can actually use some parts of of the dark side, mm-hmm. and but but they've like mastered it to the point where it's it's kind of isolated from the rest of themselves, and so it doesn't like endanger them from actually turning to the dark side, right they're able to like compartmentalize yeah so it's like oh i can use force lightning and not not just be evil sort sort of maybe like he wouldn't have that necessarily but but like he was he was like a rogue almost and it it seemed like he he did march to the beat of his own drum like he liked being the one calling the shots he's you know Mm -hmm. i guess in some ways maybe his adherence to the rules made him want to eventually be the one who made the rules yeah maybe Maybe that's what made him want to break away from it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I, I just thought, I think it's interesting to see his, see that take on him. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily buy it. He's like, we have to follow the rules. <laughs> and you're like, no, we don't. You're Mace. Yeah, like, go, go mess some MFers up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go kill some snakes. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, but I I will say I think it was like like you mentioned earlier, I think it was good that it it he didn't feel Mason this episode didn't feel too dominating. Maybe that's why as well. He didn't feel as dominating because his personality kind of wasn't jiving with what we're thinking. Yeah, I was like, well, he seems competent, but Mm-hmm. I don't know. He seemed pretty boring too. He's, he's just he's like we're just gonna get the body. But like, do you think if it had been the mace that you maybe were expecting, or how you think he should have been, would that have taken away from Dooku's part of the storyline here and made you focus more on Mace? Well, yeah. I mean. I, I also would prefer to have, like, he could have had those interactions with any random Jedi. Yeah, that's true. It didn't have you to know. be Mace, is what you mean. Yeah, like, if they're going to add Mace, I'd rather have a little bit of Mace flair. And we didn't really see that much. It's like purple right. lightsaber. 
right so and rules it it's almost like it's fan servicey but it didn't quite hit the mark yeah it felt like that that was one of the weaker things i I did like at the end where duke is like did you know that you were going to be on the council mm -hmm. you know to mace and i don't know it was it was just an interesting thing clearly dooku want to coveted that position yeah i wanted to to be there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it... i like i like the holier than thou mace too uh, like at the end he's like i will talk to them on your behalf <laughs> it's interesting too because you can see um what dooku values here like how he coveted that position right at the jedi council and stuff like that and how that is affecting it's almost like it has a hold on him and is affecting him slipping more towards the dark side right well i mean he wants that influence and power i think yeah you know so it's making him um like if i can't have it here i'll go get it over there yeah, that's it's a good little insight. I like that. Mm -hmm. So all right. Uh so the final Dooku one is the Sith Lord. Uh, and it's called A Jedi Master Makes a Troubling Discovery. And at this point, Dooku has actually changed his hairstyle mm -hmm. to what to what we're we, we expect. And you know, even his beard, but he's still got you know, black hair. Right. And he is, he is dark side at this stage. Right. So it, it's fun because you kind of see like the start of it in the first episode and you see this weird middle ground and kind of like what's pulling him around some more and, and the second one. And then this one, it's like, this is it. He's, he's still clearly acting like not like still clearly trying to act like a Jedi, but he, he's gone now yeah like he's he's just jaded and bitter about the jedi order he's done with them he just wants to do his own thing but he needs all the he still needs to be like in with within the confines of the jedi order so that he can do things like delete records and mm -hmm. you know, and exploit his friendship with sifo mm -hmm. and, and everything yeah yeah, so we get um, Qui-Gon back in this one, and then Yaddle's in this one. This one had, like, I feel like this one was, this felt like the most action-packed one. Yeah, I mean, they all had him lightsabering, but this one, I mean, this one was interesting because we've already seen him fight someone of, of Yoda's race, actually, in episode two. We saw him fight Yoda. Right. And Yoda was too much for him, but I mean, Dooku is like one of the best duelists ever. Mm -hmm. He's he's amazing. He's mastered his style, uh, whatever it is. And uh, you know, it was kind of sad to see Yaddle. Like she, I I was a little sad actually. I I mean, sad, but also annoyed that she just like poked her head out. She's like, "Hey, what's up, Dooku? Like, I see your dark side. Like, yeah." She, he should have just ran away and got whistled up reinforcements. Right, instead of trying to to handle it herself, you mean? Yeah, she she could have, you know, like used the force to blow the hood off of Palpatine, mm -hmm. off of Sidious's face, so that you know who he is, and then get the hell out of there. Right. You know, or don't even do the the 
force push thing on his clothes. Like, just get out of there. Like, okay, Dooku's a dark sider. Like, they're going to trust her. They're going to believe her. Mm-hmm. And then just go afterwards with reinforcements and see how that goes. I mean, I. What do you get it? Like, there's a Sith Lord. And, hit, like, there's two people, and she's just like, yeah, I could take both of them. Like, she doesn't seem to have that level of hubris. It, it seemed it seemed like she was just kind of dumb mm. there. That's sad. But, I mean, it's a fair point. Um, it was really cool, though, to see her, like, go by herself. And, you know, she's opening that, like, doorway, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it was cool to see that just from her. But, yeah, I, I I can see what you mean. It makes more sense to go and get get reinforcements and then tackle it afterwards. Yeah, and tell people where you're going, you know? Right. Bring a buddy. Well, because later Dooku meets up with Sidious in the same place. If, mm-hmm. if she had just, even if she had just been, she'd done everything else, but she had also just said... Hey, I'm following Dooku. Here's my like transponder on this. Like, it'll just send a ping every once in a while to hear where I am. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you need. And then the Jedi are like, I guess we'll just scope it out for a while because that was the last time we saw her. And then at some point, a mysterious Sith Lord appears with Dooku, and they're like, Oh, hmm. well, that's sad. Let's go kill him. It is sad. It is. Yep, so, uh, you know, and we saw his irrevocable action to kill Yaddle, and... Yeah. And that was that. Yeah. I I, I do agree with you. It's, it's almost like they wanted to give us closure on the Yaddle storyline here. Yeah, well, it was just weird. Like, what, are, is she going to show up in The Mandalorian as, as Grogu's mom? Who, what, what's... <laughs> Yeah, like what? What's what happened to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought it was fun. I mean, it's like fifteen minutes each episode, but it gave yeah. a nice little nice little snapshot of of Dooku and his descent to the to madness. I I actually liked that it was like fifteen ish minutes an episode. I thought that was the right length. Yeah, well, yeah, it made him be efficient with the story. Yeah, too. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, just a little bit of insight to a character that we don't we always just kind of think of as, especially if you've only watched the movies. Mm-hmm. He, he does. He's like, what does he do? He beats he beats Anakin and Obi Wan because Anakin's being a stupid, uh, like you know, following his rage and emotions, and so he beats the two of them, mm-hmm. and then he loses to Yoda but escapes. And then he has his head chopped off in the next, like, scene that he's in, basically, if you only watch the movies. Right. So this was pretty solid background for a character that doesn't spend a ton of time on screen. Yeah, it fleshed him out a little bit. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so do you want to talk about Ahsoka? Yeah, okay. So, uh... Yeah, do you want to just jump into the episodes, or do you want to talk about, you know, what what we liked most about it? Like, the broad scope. I guess we should do that first. Yeah. Oh, man. This what was your just, favorite thing? Oof. Um, 
I th I think I just really liked episode one the most. That was probably my favorite. Mm. Which I don't know. I like I can't pinpoint it. Um, I think it was just really cool to see her as basically a baby and already having this this power and using it you know unwittingly using it but using it nonetheless um I, I think it just highlights how strong she is yeah i mean i i i liked i liked how they made her mom look really similar to her yeah yeah. My four-year-old was like, oh, look, it's Ahsoka. And I'm like, that's, I think that's her, I think that's Ahsoka's mom. And he was all excited. It was funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, they did make her look really similar. Um, yeah, I don't know why, though. I think I just really enjoyed, I thought, I just really enjoyed this one. I, I, I liked her arc overall. Just, like, had no real complaints about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. This this was actually so what what we ended up um we had just watched my my boys and I had just watched the arc where Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order in the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. And I really liked how these episodes, episode one, not so much, but the other two really tied into that decision quite a bit. I, yeah. I like that. Um, so, yeah, there, there was a lot to like about these. Honestly, I, I, I've always liked Ahsoka character. The one thing I've always thought was hilarious about Ahsoka was, if you only watch the movies, you have mm -hmm. no idea she exists. Right. That's that is very true. Because I remember when I first saw her, I was like, "Who is this?" And then you quickly realize that she's a pretty big character yeah. for somebody who's not in any of the movies. Not not even mentioned. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Uh, it, it's just... Yeah, it's funny. Like, what what happened? Um, what, how... But uh, she's, like, one of the most important characters in Star Wars in a lot of ways. Right. Like, not more important than Luke or Anakin, but she's still very important yeah she absolutely um i think it was i want to say it was like six years ago probably when i first saw her in the show okay like it wasn't yeah the... it wasn't super long ago I remember I I didn't like it at all when I watched the the Clone Wars movie, mm -hmm. which is I think where she debuted, where, you know, they just pass her off to Anakin as his apprentice, and she's pretty mouthy and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, she has some funny lines and stuff, and I've watched it again recently, and, you know, it's it's kind of fun to watch it at like in a nostalgia way, but. But yeah, I hated the idea. I was like, Anakin never had an apprentice. Are you kidding me? Or Padawan? Yeah. Yes, he did, apparently. Um, yeah, no. I uh, I like... And I agree with you. They did really tie in the last two episodes more so with 
with the Clone Wars storyline. Um, and yeah. it really highlighted a lot. Of, it, it Not even highlighted. It made a lot of the decisions and what happens in those. And, and that series make more sense. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I like that in the first one, even, it shows that she values life as well. Right. You know, like it kind of gives you the background of her upbringing, her, you know, everyone cared about, you know. They want that balance. They don't want, you know. Right. I, I just thought it was, it was cool that first episode, and of course, you know, I, having kids myself, she was pretty cute and everything. Right. Yeah, it was well, it was well done. Um, yeah. Okay, so was there anything that you didn't like about it, or do you want to just hop into the episodes? I would talk, hop into the episodes. I, mm-hmm. I don't. There's nothing obvious that i disliked to be honest okay so first episode uh and then so we do the first episode and then we have to skip all the way to episode five Mm -hmm. out of six uh, but but this is episode one life and death a child goes through a rite of passage with unexpected results (laughs) Uh, unexpected by who by all parties involved right yeah none of us expected that Mm -hmm. i was like I told told my son when we were watching it, I'm like, this is where Ahsoka dies. You did not say that. I I always tell my kids that, actually. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is where this character dies. Well, especially when they get concerned. And and then they're like, no, it isn't. Like, he, she's alive in later episodes. I'm like, so stop being so concerned. Oh. Knock it off. <laughs> no. Knock it off. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so this one, it, it, I mean, the whole thing is her as a baby. Like, she's, she's barely probably a year old by the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was cute that at the end she rode the, yeah. the cat thing in, even though it's not that practical that she could have ever gotten on top of his back. Really? No, not at all. There was no, no way for it to happen. Yeah, I like the antelope goats. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I, they're weird. But <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, they... Uh, so there's, there's something very minor that I noticed. That in in this movie, they went out of their way to make sure that they were animals that we could kind of relate to and understand. It's like, oh, there's like a tiger or a lion, like a right. hunting cat. And there she's shooting, like, deer or antelope or something. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, squirrel kind of creatures in the trees. Mm-hmm. But then none of them are earth creatures. And then you go to the next episode, actually, in, in line, which was the, the first Dooku episode. And immediately a straight-up earth dog comes out and barks at them. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't try to mask it as anything else, but but in... Yeah, and they could have masked it as anything else because it's animated. It's not even like that tough to do, I would assume. But right, you just can make but up yeah. an animal kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, that's like, oh, hey, look at that. There's, there's a dog. Um, I did notice then, that though in episode one yeah. that they tried to make them more similar to exactly that. Like, here are some deer in the forest, and this is a tiger, and right, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I, I don't really think I care one way or another, but it was just funny. The first one was very obviously they're trying to have things that are familiar but all and relatable, but also different. And then the next one just totally undermined that. And it's like, <laughs> dog. Everything's Hello, fine. Hello, dog. Everything's yeah, fine. It's all good. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, there are ducks in Star Wars. Did you know that? Are there? Oh, be, and here's why. In episode one, they're, uh, they are running from the Separatists. They're sorry, from the Trade Federation. They're trying to escape Naboo in their ship. And the pilot says, we'll be sitting ducks if they shoot or if they destroy our oh. engines or something. And it's like, how do you know what ducks are? Yeah. How do you know how they sit? Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I was gonna say I don't remember ever seeing ducks, just regular ducks in Star Wars, but that makes more sense. I mean, who cares? At the end of the day, it's not something that's important. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, it, it is funny though when you see things that are obviously from our world and not not the Star Wars realm. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good with it one way or another. So, all right, the first one I thought it was cool. Uh, the one thing that I did like about it, too, I've always enjoyed the idea of it's like a, this rural, like they live on the edge of a forest. They mm -hmm. have like dirt paths, like very, you it's, know, it's their little village. And yet they have droids helping them. <laughs> and like there, there's like this mix of technology and ideals. And I kind of thought, thought it was fun. I don't know. It makes it feel it was... more Star Warsy. Yeah, it wasn't off-putting. Like I thought, it, like you would almost think, like, well, if they have all these droids, would they have all, you know, other things too? Right. But I was good with it. Yeah. No, it it, it does feel more um, more like Star Wars when you have that there, though. When you have the droids and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she is a baby in this one. She goes. She gets kidnapped by this tiger thing, like you said, and then. Mm -hmm. basically uses the force so the tiger doesn't eat her. Yeah. So one thing I, I will say that was unrealistic about it, and just as a parent mm -hmm. with young kids, is she was remarkably happy mm -hmm. for how little she'd eaten that day. <laughs> I think you could say that that is true for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah, I mean, as an adult, though, you could probably go through a whole day and just run on adrenaline and, you know, you might not be, like, happy, but you could maintain your equilibrium. Mm, and Ahsoka you. was... Not you. Other, <laughs> adult. Other adultier adults. Yeah. Yeah. Non-Canadian adults, maybe. <laughs> you didn't think I'd go that direction. Yeah. Uh, you're like, I wouldn't have advised it either. But here's... Yeah, so... Whatever. I actually, I also didn't care because I I don't I don't need uh, you know if the whole show if if every episode is going to be about baby Ahsoka mm -hmm. I might get annoyed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. It, I mean, it made sense to start it right when she's a baby, and then at mm -hmm. least I think so. You really like again, you really get to highlight just how strong she is, in my opinion. Yeah. Well. I've always thought Ahsoka was not uh, like, not that she was weak in the forest. Mm -hmm. I think she was, you know, fine. 
I would, I'd be interested to know what her midi-chlorian count was. Uh, but right. at the end of the day, I've always thought that her strength comes from, like, if she didn't even have the force, she would still be strong. Right. You know, like, she comes from herself, from inside of her, not, and it's not the midi-chlorians in her, it's her will, it's that determination. Mm -hmm. That's fair. It just was... It it's yeah. it's like when you see a kid who's naturally talented at something and you're like how did you learn to do this and they can just like when you see these kids that can play the piano really well or whatever it is that they're doing and you're like how right like when i played gac yeah you're like how 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 does he do that <laughs> uh, so it was just good it was good to see but yeah i'm glad it was only the one episode i totally agree with you and then we jump forward like several several years yeah and she is anakin's padawan mm -hmm. and they're not getting along that well yet but anakin's decided to take ownership so episode five is called practice makes perfect a jedi padawan is giving a seemingly impossible exercise mm-hmm did you get this? And I don't know. I got the sense that, she, that Ahsoka was just angry in this scene where she's like fighting the battle uh, training droids. Oh, I thought I thought that she was. Uh, she seemed really confident to me. Oh, okay. I think yeah, like she was confident. I just like she just seemed also like maybe angry is the wrong word. Like annoyed at them. I mean, she seemed she seemed like she wanted to show off to the masters, and then Anakin is just dismissive, and she's annoyed at him, mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Well, of course you could be those stupid things. Like, let's give you a real test." Right. Which I thought this was great because this ties into the Clone Wars. Well, I, it, I thought it was wonderful actually because mm -hmm. this there's a direct parallel to that and what happens after Order sixty six, right? And and it's like oh, like she she's been training for this accidentally the whole time, yeah. Like this the whole Clone Wars without even even knowing it, and it it's cool because they make it tie like the writing of this makes it tie directly to that. Yeah, so I was thinking about it, actually. You could make a meme, you know, like the memes of, like, uh, you know, here's, like, the level one, here's the level two, here's the level three or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you have the Jedi who didn't survive very long in the Clone Wars because they can't fight droids. Right. And then, like, a good Jedi would be one who could fight droids really well. But the master Jedi, the ones that are the very best, are the ones who trained to fight clones. Right. Which is just... You know, because... the even though they didn't know about it, that, that they needed to fight clones, like that was, that that really helped her a ton. Yeah. Like, it, it was just really well, I thought it was really well done. I like that they included that a lot. Yeah. Well, and I've always liked Anakin's methodology. They always make it really endearing of, he's like, no, we're not going to do the same thing other Jedis do. Like, that's stupid. Why would we do something that other Jedi... And, and ultimately, he's right, and he's so confident in himself that he can find a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. And then he can. And I've, I've just always really enjoyed Anakin. Like, the way they portray Anakin in the Clone Wars is so much better than the way 
I hate to say it than the way Hayden Christensen portrays Anakin in episode two and three. Yeah, I agree. I, I did not enjoy his portrayal in uh, episodes two and three. But then when you watch the Clone Wars, you're like, oh, this is, it, it almost feels like a different character. Right. It's like, this is the Anakin you wanted yeah. to see. Yeah. The the hero that the old old Ben talks about when he talks to Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a hero in the Clone Wars. It also makes it like knowing that that's the case about him, it makes his downfall more heartbreaking too. Oh, it does. Well, because he's so loyal to his friends and yeah. so like he feels so deeply and it's like it's like Sidious found a hack to get to yeah. him. Yeah. So, it just makes it a lot tougher, but Anyway. Yeah, and at some point, yeah, he, like, downloaded the virus finally, and Anakin's like, oh, I guess I'm a Sith now. Crap. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so this one was was good. Like you said, I like that she's she's been trained to fight, fight the uh, clone troopers instead, which, I mean, directly helps her later on. Yeah. Well, and the, I like the tie-in at, at the end of it where... It's like the very last scene is her going in with Rex to the final, the final episode of the Clone Wars, yeah. where that you know they're facing down all the clones and stuff, and you know it's like oh that's such an emotional episode, but it's fun to see just like the tie-ins as they go along, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I, I thought that this showed that I think Anakin has a lot to do with her inner strength and how she mm-hmm. you know he developed her to be. You know, what she was, like, in a way, she's, like, the good version of Anakin, what Anakin should have been. In right. a way, like, she didn't turn to the dark side. Right. She just kind of kept, she kept going. Oh, yeah. man, so sad. Um, okay, so then the last episode, what's the last one called? It's called Resolve, and it's a former Jedi <laughs> is faced with the truth that they cannot be something they are not. So this one started with her at Padme's funeral. Yeah, I was I was surprised that that that's where they started, or that they even showed that. Basically, I was like, "Oh, we are, we are right here," and she's you know hidden in the crowd too. Yeah, yeah, and she almost gets caught, and uh, you know, Bail Organa bails her out. He figures out. Oh, I mean, he gives her, I guess it doesn't really bail her out. Um, later he does, but he, um, yeah, he's like, here, like, come talk to me when you're ready. And she's like, yeah, probably not. But goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's Padme's funeral. Um, mm-hmm. It it was just like a really somber start to this episode, obviously because like you've got the funeral and like Ahsoka's hiding, like disappearing really quickly in the crowd, obviously trying not to be seen or caught or whatever. Um, right. But you can also tell that she is pretty upset about how everything happened. Well, yeah, like they, she and Rex just escaped 
you know, like if you if you watched the episode with the Clone Wars and everything, they've escaped and everything, but everyone's tried to kill her. And Order 66 is still very, very fresh mm-hmm. in her mind. It's just, it's only been a couple days since that happened. And she has no idea that Anakin's still alive. She just assumes that he was part of the group of Jedi who just got killed by clones. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is just upsetting. Right, um, and then Padme, who's like one of her best friends, is dead now, and yeah, yeah, the Jedi Order. She she still loves the Jedi a lot. She just can't can't be one yet mm-hmm. again, and now she'll never be a Jedi. You know, right? So she leaves and mm-hmm. is hiding on like a farm, basically farm farming planet. Yeah, and. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Like the uh, an inquisitor showed up. Yeah, I I liked him though. He was kind of cool. He was. Yeah, I don't know who he was I, actually. I don't know who he was, but he gave me kind of like a little bit of grievous vibes. But then also, um, remember when we watched Moon Knight? And that guy, uh-huh. that, 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 like, scholar. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Right? He looked, like, weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. He looked just, just like that guy. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's, like, like, and I don't know why. I liked it a lot more in this than I did in Moon Knight, let me tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, like, they just wouldn't stop putting out episodes to that show. Mm-hmm. Even though there was only, like, six, it was still just six too many. Six it too was, many. Like five and a half too many. Yeah, I should have stopped watching early. But, and, and yeah, a ton of people thought it was so brilliant. I, I was, it's tough for me to understand. But I'm limited, of course, cognitively and otherwise. So, um, yeah, so she, she's basically just been hiding here. But it, the Inquisitor mm-hmm. shows up because uh, some guy basically is like, yeah, there's a Jedi here hiding. Right, well, because she used her powers to save someone. Yeah, so, and it wasn't. So, clearly we should report the girl who covertly saves your sister. Right? I was like, why would you do that? Like, just just keep it under the rug. No one needs to know. Everything is fine. Right. So his whole village gets torched. Right? And it's like... Sorry doesn't really cut it at that point. I don't know. Like That's kind I'm of the so... thought I had. I'm like, you are responsible for all of this. Right. I'm so sorry. Like, great, but that that's not enough. Right. I'm like, that that's not how this works. Like <sighs> Yeah, I I don't know. But so he's an idiot. And I, I like so she, you know, it's true that she doesn't have her lightsabers and stuff. And so she, I like that she just finally says, "You know what? We're just gonna end this. We're gonna we're gonna solve this problem the violent way." <laughs> the violent way. Yeah, she and it was quick. Like, yeah, it, it's just over as soon as she makes it that decision. It's like, no, nope, you're you're done. Yeah, the guy comes up. He thinks he's gonna intimidate her. He's like, "Ooh." It, it's the person that they really want really bad. She probably isn't that skilled, so I'm just going to approach her and let her take my lace. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm like, wow, you're about as dumb as that guy in the Moon Knight show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, no, that's exactly it, basically. He's just like, okay, like, you would think he would be a little bit smarter considering people are reporting to him, or this guy is reporting to him that there is a Jedi there. Well, and he recognizes her, right? Yeah, that that is true. He did. Uh, maybe that was why he disregarded her, because he's like, oh, she was just a Padawan or something. Right, she never was a Jedi. Right. I, I actually have thought it was interesting that... So when we watched the Kenobi show, he is hunted by the Inquisitors, and they're usually, like, with each other. And that, that makes more sense to me that they'd be with each other. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, don't you think that the Inquisitors would lose as many members as they actually were able to kill of Jedi? You would think so, right? Uh, well, especially as the Jedi they hunt continue to be huntable. Like, those are the more and more sophisticated and skilled quarries that you know it's like you just send one random inquisitor to this place like i guess to to find out about the hunch and then he just kills a whole town for fun and right and then i don't know well and it's like okay so ahsoka's killed him and then buddy never goes back to to inquisitor base camp and they're like oh i guess we'll send the next guy in line out and go check on it and then what ahsoka's just gonna kill him too yeah, they could send Dooku and Mace to retrieve the body. <laughs> so, yeah, I I agree that is a little bit a little bit dumb, but really cool to see to see her uh, in action again. Right. Well, and this actually touches on the books. The the there's an Ahsoka book that right. kind of details her time in between, like be, leaving. You know, Order 66 and then becoming Fulcrum. And so this this was kind of nice to see that as well. Right. Yeah. And then it, it almost feels like we are getting, like, at the end of this one, it, it's almost like, okay, that that's it. That's how she kind of started. And now we can lead into mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Right. This is how she became Fulcrum. Right. And, and go from there. Yeah. So, yeah. her Her show... I, I think this was a good... I, I like that they put this out before her show, to be honest. I think it was a good setup for it. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really even think of those two tying together. But yeah, like I... Are we going to get a Dooku show now? <laughs> it is interesting, though. Like, why, why Ahsoka and Dooku here? Just because Dooku fell from, from Jedi to Sith? I don't know. They are part of the same tree. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just curious about it. Like, what's the, the logic for mm. them including specifically Dooku? I do like that both of them left the Jedi Order mm-hmm. based on principles right. and ideals. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, like they're they're kind of it's tales of the Jedi, but in a way they're not they're they're less Jedi than most Jedi. Yeah, that that is true. It's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, tales of the ex Jedi. Yeah, doesn't have quite the same ring to it. <laughs> tales of the people who are of people who are no longer Jedi, but they used to be. 
Definitely not the same ring. Yeah, that's going to be the thumbnail now. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so overall, though, I thought it was good. I really liked the... I think I, I most... I mean, I shouldn't say I most enjoyed this, but I think the length of all of it was perfectly done. It was like a mini yeah. movie. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the everything about it. Honestly, it the my the gripes I had were pretty minor. Yeah, and I loved their attention to detail and how they were able to take a lot of the little details from other media, like from the books, from the movies, from all the different various shows, mm -hmm. and incorporate them into a very believable, very. Uh, you know, other than like a couple weird, you know, like Mace didn't seem that believable or whatever. Like for the most part, though, I think they nailed basically every detail. And that's that's not easy with so much source material to work with. No, no, I totally agree. So it was good. I think it was a good setup. I think I'm, cur I'm curious about, about them, including Dooku specifically. But other than that, I, I don't, I don't really have a complaint about it. Definitely like no. Ahsoka's side more, though. Yeah, I liked it better. I mean, I just, I like Ahsoka's character better. Yeah, that's that's fair. At the end of the day, you know, Dooku was like, well, may maybe at some point you, you were like kind of a good-ish person, and now you're just evil. Like, you just kill people all the time <laughs> for no reason, really, other than your whims, so. Sad. You know. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll watch the version of you being slightly better. Oh, you still like trying to kill random people because it's based on your whims? Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Mm -mm. So, any last thoughts about Tales of the Jedi? Um, I don't think so. I think we kind of hit it all. Do you have any? Mm. No, I. It was good. I would welcome more. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, I would like to see more of that for, like, other Jedi characters and stuff, too. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, it, it would be kind of fun to see, you know, a Plo Koon arc or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just add in whoever. Add or in Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. Mace. You could do a Qui-Gon one. You could do whatever. I've always thought it was cool. It would be cool if if they so right right now they're doing the High Republic mm -hmm. for like books and everything. Um, you know, it's like two hundred years previous, and Yoda is still the Grand Master uh, of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in in all in all these books, and then Acolyte's going to show like that. That's going to be like Yoda should, will almost certainly be an Acolyte, and you know the show. And that's like two hundred years ago. It would be fun to see then them do another show or series on 200 years before that and see Yoda's like gradual you know his like gradual ascent to it yeah yeah that could be entertaining it, it might be it'd be kind of to me it would be fun mm -hmm. uh, but it would be fun to see Tales of the Jedi with I don't know it Yoda can be, is real hit and miss for me. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you're just going to do your little, like, spinny things with your lightsaber and, <laughs> you know, do his... Yeah. Like, so, some of that's not that interesting, but I, I would like to get some more, so, a deeper insight into Yoda, though. It would be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they could, they could easily do this with some others, so. 
<laughs> oh, well, my final comment in episode uh, in the third Qui Gon episode, mm-hmm. uh, uh Qui Gon, um, third Dooku. Dooku. So episode four. Yeah. So they're giving they're giving the Jedi to. Oh, hold on. I don't remember. It's. Oh no, it's the first one, the first Dooku one, and so they're giving the Jedi master second one. It doesn't matter. The set they're giving the Jedi to the flame or whatever. They're in the funeral thing, and Kiati Mundi mm-hmm. has a huge hood that goes all the way up to the top of his cone head. It's just yep. real ridiculous looking and awesome. He needs one. He's got a huge cone head. I know. Like they had to custom build it. They're like, oh. This head wouldn't work for you. Go mm-hmm. talk to the tailor and have her make something that'll that's more appropriate for your <laughs> head size. Ah, uh, poor Caddy Monday. It's fine. So like we we totally promised we wouldn't ever laugh. <laughs> totally. totally at you. Yeah. Totally. Totally a conehead hoodie. It's really awesome. Poor guy. Like, how ridiculous does it look if he's not wearing the hood itself, too? Like, it just, like, droops. It just, like, keeps going. Like, <laughs> good. like his hood goes all the way down to his butt. Oh, my you know? God. Anyway, so. All right. I think I'm I'm good. I'm all talked out. Yeah, Maybe. I think that's it. And then uh, we can call it. And I guess we'll watch Willow. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. Yeah, Willow, or if people dissuade us on the Discord server, mm-hmm. um, we'll do whatever they say. We'll be clay in their hands. Oh, boy. As long as they pick the thing we want to watch. <laughs> so within reason. Cool. Um, yeah. All right, that's it. All right, guys. Deuces.